Well, Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. We bless you and we exalt you. We lift you up today. Lord, we thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives. We bless you and we exalt you and we give you glory, Father. We give you glory and we give you all the honor and all the power. You know, all authority is in you, Lord God. And we bless you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I was just thinking we need to pray over this pillar. You didn't get the T-shirts yet, did you? All right, well, I'm going to set this aside. And when you get the T-shirts, can you remember to bring them up? All right, thank you. Praise God. So we're going to talk about the act, how to act on the word. <clears throat> so did God say it? See, they out there somewhere. Did God say it? Is it true? See, some of them ain't there. If God said it, it's true. Anything that you're believing and trusting God for, He said it. If, if it's in, if it's His will, and if it's in the Word. And God said it, and it's true. God backs his word up. you got to know that whatever's in the word of God, he said it. And if he said it, it's true. And if it's true, then you agree with it, and you line yourself up with it. Amen? <clears throat> in other words, act on it. Amen? Act like you believe the word is true. You know, uh, I was listening to some preacher i think it was someone in kenneth copeland's gang not long ago and they was he was saying that someone had asked him how do you get a healing and he said oh that's real simple and he said well what's the answer and he says just act like the bible is true amen and so that's acting on the word when you act on the word you act like this is true and so when you act like the Bible is true, you line up yourself, you line your word, you line your mouth up with it. I don't see this is the thing. People get tricked because the natural is not looking like what the word says. But see, when you believe it and you act on it, you're lining everything in your atmosphere. You're pulling that into alignment. <clears throat> we talked last week about God aligning everything up with his word see there has to be an atmosphere created for a miracle and so you have to line your mouth up even though you don't feel healed i don't feel healed but i know i am (laughs) so you have to line your mouth your actions and your words you have to line everything up with what god has already said and what he's already done So what did he already do? He already healed you. Amen. He's already taken care of all your bills. He's already saved all your family. So there's no reason to be sad. So if God's already done it, he's already said it, then there's no reason for you to be sad. Amen. So our actions, in other words, our actions have to line up with what God has already said and what he's already done. So what did he say? Whatever his word says, that's what he says. And so we line ourselves up with the word of God. Amen. So we must act as though we know it's a fixed fight because it is. 
It's a fixed fight. So we should not, we should stop fighting the devil like, oh, he's beating me up and he's not beating you up. God is working in your behalf. Hey, I got angels with with uh, my initials on their wings. <laughs> Amen. And they're fighting for me. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. Do you know angels are assigned to you? Everybody has angels assigned to them. And so you have to start having confidence in what they are doing, what they are already doing for you and me. Amen. So we must act as though we know what's going on. Act as though we know it's a fixed fight. Act as though we know God is working on our behalf to bring things into fruition. And part of it, well, I would say all of it starts in your mouth. When you start saying what God says, because you know he said it, then you'll start to see things change. Amen. So let's go to Hebrews 4. Hallelujah. Devil's a liar. In Jesus' name. Hebrews 4. Praise God. I can just find it, yeah. Hebrews 4. God is bigger and greater than any works of the devil. And we have to start impressing God with that knowledge. Now, how do we do that? By telling the devil, no, you're a liar. I'm not afraid of you. You don't belong in my life. I'm redeemed. You trespass and get away from me in Jesus' name. You're already a defeated foe. So when we start talking God's language, then we'll see more things manifest in the natural. And, well, I've been doing that. Well, I have to. Keep doing it. <laughs> Amen. God wants a continual consistency. Keep doing it. God knows when you've done it enough, so just keep doing it. And don't let the devil rob you of the promises of God. But this is one way that he he's done me like this, everybody, with with um, your mouth and acting like you acting like, you know, that God has already done it. So you have to act on God's word, especially with your what you're saying, how you're acting, you know, your uh, what is it, your attitude. That people think that don't matter. It matters because your attitude is where you are in your head. Your attitude is how you think. Your attitude is your belief system. Amen. And so we need to change that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> we need to act like we believe it. Act like the Bible is true. That's what faith is. Simply acting like the Bible is true. So what are you talking like? Amen. Are you talking like nothing can stop me? Or are you talking like, dang, I'm having such a bad time and da 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 We don't need to talk about that stuff. All we need to do is trust God and speak the word of God, speak what he's speaking. Okay, so Hebrews 4, did I tell you what scripture? 4, 1. Let's start there. It says, therefore, since a promise remains, are y'all here? See, now we got an earful right there. 
a promise remains of entering his rest. See, God promises you rest. In other words, rest is when you believe. I'm going to put it like that. Because when you move out of fear into faith and you accept God on his word, knowing that he's not a man that he should lie and this word is true, you enter into a rest. And that rest is a promise that remains. There's no way you can trust God and believe his word and not enter into his rest. God is, will always meet you and you will always enter into his rest. Amen. So let me start again. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear least any of you seem, <clears throat> least any of you seem to have come short of it. So if you haven't entered into his rest, there's a reason. It says in verse 2, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Are y'all here? Not being mixed with faith. For we who have believed do, do enter that rest as he has said so i swore my wrath they shall not enter my rest amen in other words god ain't play (laughs) so that word let me go back to three for we who believe that word believe they're talking about believe the word believe the promises of god when you believe the word of god you enter into the rest And it says, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. I just, I'm going to finish down to five, I think. It says, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. In other words, go move and do something. But if you believe, act like it, and you will enter into the rest of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So what are you what are you saying to people about God in your situation? What are you telling yourself? Are you telling people you're unstoppable? Are you saying I'm invincible and that God is working in my behalf? Amen. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have strength coming in and going out. Amen. I have praise. I will praise coming in and going out. What are you saying with your mouth? Because don't forget, your mouth paves the way. Your mouth paints a picture of what's to come. Put it like that. Amen. So when you speak, you're building whatever it is that you want to happen in your life. You're building. Hallelujah. Oh, it's been hard. Nothing's too hard for God. Amen. Nothing is impossible. So all we're doing, all God wants us to do is simply act on the word. Whatever you're believing Trust him to do it. Speak like it. 
Don't go around in, in pity with your head hanging down. Do what you need to do. Amen. Make a decision that the Bible is true. And that's all. That's how you fix this situation. Because I know sometimes I don't speak the way I'm supposed to speak all the time. Well, the antidote to that is make a decision. Make a decision that the Bible is true and that God is not a liar. And when you make that decision, then you'll be fine. Your, your mouth and your actions will line up with what God is doing in your life. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. In other words, put your faith to work. This is how you do it. When you act on the word, you're putting your faith to work. We need the knowledge of God's word. And this is why sometimes we don't act the word. Because we don't have the knowledge of the word. You know how sometimes you know the word, but you don't have that knowledge that that's coming from the inside of you. Amen. You know, I was thinking about Paul. His his thing or his passion was to know him and to know Christ in his resurrection, in his his uh, power, the power that resurrected him and in his suffering. And so it was in his heart to know everything that he could know about Christ so that he could be as one with him because Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And so when that happens, when you allow that to happen, then there's nothing that the devil can't stop you. You'll act like it. You'll talk like it. You'll expect that expectation. You won't have condemnation. See, the devil can't trick you with all of these things. And all of these things, those are loopholes that that can be covered or whatever, caught and and you you can get a um, uh, what is that a solution for these loopholes just by listening to God and and knowing Him and understanding who He is in you. And when these things happen, is nothing stopping the promise? Nothing stopping the promises of God from coming your way. Amen. Let's go to First Timothy six. First Timothy. Oh, I had it a minute ago. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So all you need to do is put your faith to work. And you can do it right where you are. Use what you got. See, this is the thing. I, I guess I should clarify something. People want more faith. They're praying God. To help my faith, give me more faith. What you need is the knowledge of God. And when you have the knowledge of God, knowing who you are in him, your faith will work. All you got to do is put it to use. Most of us have enough faith. Some people do need more. But most of us have enough faith. But we don't put it to use. If you got a car and you don't never drive it, it's useless. And so we need to use our faith. Is that making sense? First Timothy 6, verse 12. Hallelujah. We need to put our faith to work. That's how you act on the word of God. Put your faith to work. If it's there, put it out there. Okay, let's see. 
I'm in verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Well, that's how you do it. You act on it. It says, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In other words, talk, act like how you talk. If you talk in faith, you know how people do, oh, and I got faith and the word says this and then you look up and they borrowing money or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Nervous and just a wreck. Can I say that? Because I don't want to say the wrong thing. But um, there's certain actions that line up with the word. That's all I'm trying to say. Amen. So the, Timothy says to fight the good fight of faith. Did I do 13? It says, I urge you to, I urge you in the sight of God of, let's see, who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Now what is this saying? Jesus had a good confession right even to death. Because you know who Pilate was and you know what happened. He allowed to happen. He allowed them to put him on that cross. So you keep your good confession no matter where this road leads you. Amen. Because God can always change things in his timing. Hallelujah. Keep a good confession before man. That's what this is saying. And there are hindrances to your confession. And you're acting on the word, so remove all the hindrances. And one is fear, wonder what people going to say, all that stuff. And it means nothing because people can't help you. God can help you. Amen. Let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10. Hallelujah. 10.16. And it says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Are y'all here? Who's believed the report of the Lord? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you are hearing, your faith is being increased. And then you will believe the good report of the Lord. And then you start to say it. Then you start to act it, and then you start believing it. It's a process. But, you know, you don't get everything boom, boom, boom like that. Sometimes it takes a while because the word may be in your heart or it's it's in in your mouth but not in your heart. And so God has to work these things together. Amen. And so the more you act on the word of God, the, the quicker you will see the manifestation if it's your, your season to have it. Well, it's always your season. I mean, the promises of God are yes and amen. And you can have them any time because faith is now. But when you don't see them right now, you just have to work on your faith and work on, on what you say, what you do, acting on the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing. Are you hearing the word? Are you reading the word? 18 says, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out of all the earth and their words to the end of the world. But I say, did Israel 
not know. Amen. I'm not going. I'm not going to keep reading. But I know one thing: the Israelites didn't see the promise. They got to see the promised land, but they could not enter in because of unbelief. They never acted out the word. What did they do? Murmur and complain. And when you don't speak the word and, oh, I'm healed in Jesus' name or whatever it is, then you're not acting out the word. And that's what they did. Got mad at God. Got mad at Moses. Got Moses so angry he he didn't enter in. He saw the promise, but he stayed right with it. He didn't enter because he, what did he do, struck the stick instead of, you know, stuck, uh, took the the stick and struck the rock in, out of disobedience, out of anger, because he let people get on his nerves, disobedient people. And so you must obey the word of God. You have to obey God. <clears throat> and not, well, this is the thing. Mur- you could get to see how bad murmuring and complaining really are. All they did was complain. And they didn't see the promise. Amen. But you're going to see the promise because you're going to come. You're going to confess the word instead of saying, I want this. I want I don't agree with this. And then they got mad at Moses all the time because he didn't ever do anything right. When you go back up there and you tell God this. And so instead of doing that, receive the word with gladness. Get a right attitude. When you do that, you will see the salvation of the Lord. We need the knowledge of God's word more than we need faith, really. Because if you have the knowledge of the word of God, you'll put your faith, well, your faith will be uh, put to action. And so it won't be a question about your faith because you have everything in a row, everything that you need, speaking right, thinking right, talking right. See, if your mind is wrong and you're saying the right thing, then that's not a good thing either. So you have to have your mind. Everything have to line up. And this is what God is doing in this season, in this hour. He's bringing everything into alignment. Everything, your talk, your walk, your attitude, you know, your thinking, everything has to line up with the word of God. Now, does it have to line up for you to go to, go to heaven? I'm not saying that. We're just talking about faith. Amen. And receiving Quickly, because even if all of this stuff is messed up, God will help you get it right. And he will still give you the promises still good. But all I'm saying is all these things, God is going to help his people line up so it will be in alignment with his word. Because God wants to bless us more than you know. He wants to bless his people. Amen. He really, really does. He can't wait until we get it together because he loves us so much. And he will help us along the way. That's what he does. He helps us. He gives us good advice through the Holy Spirit. But when even those who are not good listeners and don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, God will cause you to hear his voice. He'll speak to you through a word. He'll speak to you through a commercial. Through a truck, any God, there's no limit to his helping us because he loves us and he wants to give us all the good gifts that he has for us. Amen. So all we need to do is put our faith, even if it's a little bit of faith, put it to action. 
and not complain and murmur and get rid of self-pity and defeat. Amen. When you walk in self-pity and defeat, that's a hindrance to your faith. Amen. Well, I, I want to talk to so-and-so because they understand you want people to listen to your your pity story. And we have heard it 16 times. So we just want to please God. And that should be our aim, to please God. Amen. So faith comes by hearing. And you gain knowledge through the word. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 119. Hallelujah. Verse 89. Hallelujah. And it says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Now, if the word is settled in heaven, why don't we receive it gladly? If the word is settled, forever settled in heaven, why do we challenge it? Why don't we believe it? See, when you don't believe the word, you're challenging the word. But the Bible says that and you need to put a little check mark by that. Hallelujah. It says the word is settled in heaven forever, oh Lord. And so that should stop a lot of people from, you know, Saying, will he do it or won't he? It's forever settled. It's a done deal. Amen. So will God do it? One person said, yeah, will God do it, people? My goodness. You know, well, humble yourselves and just answer. That's all you got to do. All right. So let's go to flip over to 130. Psalm 119, 130. And it says the entrance of your words give light. So the entrance of the word of God gives light. Amen. So the word is forever settled. And that word gives light. So when you read the word of God, you see there's a lot of benefits. It says it gives understanding to the simple. So when you read the word of God, you get an understanding You're coming out of darkness into the light. The word is settled. So you're getting your assurance that what God says he's going to do, he's going to do. And see, this takes the fear out of your walk with God. And before you know it, you're talking like God, walking that walk, you know, expecting God to give you everything that he's promised. And then you look up and you got it. Why? Because of the word of God. Because you start to trust the word. You start to believe the word and you start to act on it. Amen? Because it's forever settled. You know, God has already given his decision on the word. And he says, yes. What's the problem? Right? Because he's already said yes. Amen? But sometimes, see, we have to fight the meat grinder. And the devil that comes in and say, he ain't going to do that. Or God didn't say that. Well, see, he said he meant that for Sister Susan, but that ain't for you because you special. (laughs) And it's just, you know, the devil will come in there with every kind of lie. 
you know. It ain't true. God didn't say that. Well, I thought I read that in a word, uh, but he didn't say it. You know, did he really say? See, the devil's job, he's going to come after that word. See, that's why we need teachings like this. Because he's going it's like, okay, well, I know all this stuff. Yeah, but you got to put it into practice. And you have to understand that the devil's going to come and try to snatch it. If he can't trick you, he'll have one of your long-lost friends call you, giving you some information about what somebody said about you. See, it's like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me nothing nobody said about me. Amen? Because I don't care. There used to be time when I cared. I don't care no more. Can't get me like, see, I shut that door. Amen? And the best thing to do is tell the devil straight out, you get out of here, I don't want to hear it. Shut up. Amen. Because, <clears throat> see, all of that stuff is to try to pull you back into that depression and anger and all that rejection and whatever the devil causes. Because, see, he's after your faith. That's what this is all about. He's after your faith. Because he don't want you to believe for the impossible. When you believe, when you believe the word of God, you really believe in the impossible. So when you look at a situation, it's going to look the opposite because it's an impossible situation. And so what you do with your mouth and with your faith is you turn the situation around because you're unstoppable. The devil can't stop you from having nothing. Amen. All you got to do is is fill your mouth full of shut up and get out of here. I'm not going to listen to you. Amen. And the devil will use people against you. But, you know, because he wants you to be nasty. But you tell the devil, no, I'm not falling for that. I'm going on with God. Amen. So this is the thing I have. Now, I'm going to read down what I wrote here. Line up your thoughts and your mind with truth. Truth is what God has said. So don't let your mind and your heart get lined up with the lies of the enemy. And he'll come and speak that to you. And so you have to know truth when you hear it and you kick it out. Line up your mouth with the word. Line up your hearing with truth. And start to believe and act on God's word. In other words, act like you believe it. Act like you believe the word of God. Amen. And then before you know it, you keep saying it. Give, give, stay consistent. You don't do this every once a week. You do it every week. God is looking for some consistency. And when you, you get finished correcting everybody in your household, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm healed in Jesus' name. Don't walk up to me and ask me what's wrong. Amen. See, <laughs> the devil, the devil views people like that. Amen. So you have to rebuke people because they ought to know which way you're going. And if they don't understand, they're going in a different direction. Amen. And so now I appreciate the help, you know, help people. Yeah. But don't say, oh, 
Because, see, that's just your opportunity to let your guard down and fall into self-pity. Amen. <clears throat> and the devil will try it, too. He, he tries that all the time. So line up your hearing, your mouth, your mind, everything. Line it up with God's word, with what God has said. Because it's surely going to happen. Because this, this is how the devil used to try to get me. Well, I don't know if God is going to do that. But do you do you believe the word? Is this word true? So that's why uh, one of Kenneth Copeland's, I think it was, uh, what's the one, the one the guy you like, uh, Keith Moore? He said, "Well, faith ain't nothing but just believing, uh, believing that what's in this Bible is true." He said, "That's what faith is." He said, "It's not a hard thing. It's just acting like." What you read in this Bible is true. So that's that's your that's your confidence, and that's your um, let's see what what word can I use that you know that God's gonna do it because it's already written. So that's that's your um, if, thank you. That's your assurance. You already got it, and it's written in blood. You got the blood of Jesus that assures you that. It's going to happen. So you don't have to. This is when I was a new Christian. I used to try to <clears throat> take up for God. Like I better not say that because God might not do it. Or He something to block him from doing it. See, we don't have to do that. You don't have to protect God. God don't care about his reputation. <laughs> Amen. You don't have to protect God's reputation. He already got that covered. Amen. With his son's blood. So that's already taken care of. Just put it out there. Put it out there and then say, God, I done told these people this. <laughs> now, you got to do it because I done told these people. And see, it happens. You know why? Because he's acting on what you said to them. He's acting on your faith. See, that was your faith telling them people that. Because you got tired of them asking you questions. And so you put God on front street. He likes that. You know how you don't want to be put on front street? Don't y'all put me on front street. (laughs) But God likes that. He likes it because when you put him on front street, you're giving him the opportunity to perform on his word. And you're giving him your assurance that you believe it. I put that out there, God. Now, you, you know. And see, what does God do? He comes for his work. And he, and you will see it. Hallelujah. And tell the devil, you know what? I'm going to see this word come to pass in the land of the living. I told the devil that years ago, didn't know what I was saying. I was, I was a newly conformed Baptist. And I told the devil, I said, you won't kill me before I see the promise. And I kept saying it for many years. And then when I realized what I was saying, I said. (laughs) And then I said, well, you know what? Too late to change it because it's out there now. Amen. And see, now that I know what it means and how much power that is, I love it. So don't ever be afraid to put God's word out there because God can fulfill any promise. Nothing is impossible with him. There's nothing God can't perform. And he wants to show those people 
See, that's his glory. That's how we see his glory. His glory follows his word. So when he perform on his word, that's his glory being shown to, to the world. Amen. So it's time to line up our mouths and our hearing, our thoughts. And see, if you don't get your thoughts in order, that's what messes up is your thinking. See, let me say this. This is what I was taught. Um, the devil can't read your mind, number one. He can't read your mind. He can suggest things in your thought process, but you don't have to follow it. <clears throat> so in other words, nothing has to happen the way you think. I used to think my thoughts had power. Your thoughts have power when you say what you're thinking. But is when the devil put a wrong thought in your mind, all you got to do is refute it. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. So all you got to do is say, oh, no, devil, uh-uh, that will never happen. And as long as you refute it, because the Bible says um, arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, see, that's that's where the devil is exalting when he speaks to your mind. He's trying to exalt his his little nuggets. He's trying to exalt, exalt that over this word. And so when that happens, it could come in the line of a thought. <clears throat> if the devil can't use somebody else against you, he'll use you against you if he can. So when those thoughts come, cast them down like the Bible long as you work in that word, that word will work for you. It won't fail because it's already a strong tower. You can run into the word and be safe from from persecution, mean people, people that used to know you back in the day. And they, they want to try to, um, what's that word? Um, you know, I knew you back then. What, what is that? What What's that called? Blackmail you. Honey, the, the word is a strong tower against blackmail and everything else. Because, you know, the person, see, the devil's he he's something else. He try to use anybody because his thing is he don't want you to go any further in God because you may start to get too much and you start to like it and you start to work in this word, not just for yourself, but for other people. Amen. You start praying for people and laying hands on people. He don't want that. Trust me. So if he can come against you in your thinking, and he does everybody like that. But the good news is you don't have to listen to it. And he doesn't have power because he gave you a thought. And you're not a bad person because he gave you a thought. Amen. See, religion will tell you I'm you bad. You bad because look at what you thought. You know, and just tell the devil, I didn't perform on it, and you leave me alone. You know, resist the devil, and he'll leave you, because I'm telling you, just as quick as those thoughts come, they'll go. But you not, you got to do like Jesus. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He took care of the devil with the word of God. Okay, so how must we learn? Um, how do you learn to cast your cares upon the Lord? Getting quiet before him. Get quiet before the Lord. 
and just meditate on the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to think these wrong thoughts anymore. I don't want to worry no more. I'm giving it to you. See, this is the thing. you got to give it to him. I'm giving it to you now, Lord. Are you going to take it back? Yes. You're going to take it back. But when you catch yourself taking it back, give it back to him again. Amen. Because the only thing we're supposed to take from God is the word, is the promises of God. When you take it, you're receiving it. So the only thing you're supposed to receive or take is the promises. Amen. You don't take all that other garbage. You put it on God. And if, if you mess up and start carrying it again, you get upset, you get confused, you get, you say, God, I repent. Please forgive me. I pick this stuff up again, but I'm giving it back to you. Well, what if I do it three or four times a day? Then give it back. Repent and give God help me. Help me to straighten my mind out. You start meditating on that word, your mind will become clearer and more free from the devil's trick. Because it's just a plot to try to get you over on his turf. Get rid of double-mindedness. How? By meditating on the word. Amen. Start meditating on the word. A double-minded person can't get nothing from God. So what do you do? You meditate on the word until your mind becomes straight. There's another word I wanted to use. You know, when you're of one mind. But when you, if you keep meditating on the word, your double-mindedness will end and you become of a sound mind. That's what I was trying to say. And of a one mind. And you'll be one with God. Amen. So that's, but you have to meditate on the word. Amen. Until you believe it. Keep meditating until you believe it. Well, how will I, how will I know when I believe God's promises? You start talking it. When you start acting it. When you start thinking it. And when you start, your character will, will be of a person that is in faith and that believes. Amen. Like a Proverbs 31 woman, you can spot them anywhere if you look close enough. And it's because they believe what God says about them in the word. Amen. Stop trying to have faith and, and try to get more of it and use what you have. See, a lot of people think more faith will please God. Well, look at it, at it like this, what the word says. God's giving you the measure. So the amount of faith you got, God gave it to you. <laughs> you see how crazy that is? But we still want more faith. You just need to use what you have. And when you use what you have, God will give you more. And he'll strengthen what you have, make the faith that you have stronger where, where you will feel uh, confident enough to step out in faith. But if you start using what little bit you have, if you don't have, even if you just have enough faith to um, just p- pray for people on the phone, keep doing that. Well, you know, I don't want to be face to face because I'm intimidated. Well, work where you can work. Honey, get you a little black book. Well, now make this a white book and put your numbers in. <laughs> don't do black. Don't do black, do white. That's for purity. You might get confused. And so 
start a book and start put the people's number and say, you know what, is it okay if I call you back and start connecting with these people? I was doing it and didn't even know that's what I was doing. And the Lord finally told me, because, see, I come out of a Baptist church. I didn't know. But the Lord finally told me, he said, this is what I call ministry. And I'm like, what? Just simply sharing Christ. That's ministry. And so you want to keep in touch with people and just continue to pray until their situation is straightened out. And then go forward. Amen. You keep doing that, you'll become strong in faith. Amen. Because, see, that word that you put out to someone is coming back. The word is a two-edged sword. And it's for them and it's for you, too. So stop trying to have more faith and use what you got. When we act on what faith we have, God will hasten his word to perform it because he is ready to do the word. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. And that's where he says where uh, God is talking to Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Yeah, my little break was long enough. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. And it says, let's go to 11. It says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And then the, the and I think that almond tree is the waker tree. Is that the first, do you know? Yeah, the watchman tree is the waker. It, it's the, it gets up the earliest blooms the the quickest the earliest in the the season amen it's always ready and verse 12 says verse 12 says then the lord said to me you have seen well for i am ready to perform your word hallelujah you have seen well i probably should have uh started back up you know in 8 or 7 but you can read it for yourself But God, all he wants to do is he wants to touch you, touch your mouth, touch your heart, touch your faith. And he will. All you got to do is just stay with God. Keep, keep, just don't worry about how things will get done. That's God's job. It's your job to believe him and stay in the word. Amen. When all else fails, well, I don't know what to do. I, I was in a situation where I felt like I had to do something. And I finally went to God because I didn't know what to do. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. And he said, if you don't know what to do, don't do nothing. And I didn't know how easy it was to don't do nothing. But that's hard for some people. That's always doing something. <laughs> And so when he told me, he says, don't do anything. When you don't know what to do, don't do anything. He didn't tell me. I kept praying. He didn't tell me anything to do, and that's because I wasn't supposed to be doing anything. Amen. And so when God doesn't give you something to do, don't do nothing. Get in your word and meditate on that word, and then you'll forget about whatever you thought you were supposed to do because you don't have to do anything. Amen. We need to stop struggling and worrying about things and complaining 
and start acting on what God has already told you he would do. Act on on what he said. Show him that you believe what he's already put out there. Amen. And he'll give you more at the appropriate time. Learn to allow yourself to hear God's voice when you meditate on the word. In other words, God, I've been meditating, but you haven't spoke to me. You know why God don't speak to us sometimes? Because our mind is all everywhere. You ever you ever read the word and you meditate and then here come a thought and there come a thought and here comes another thought and then something say, oh, it's 9 o'clock. You missing something on TV. Hannity is on. Better turn. And so what we have to do is become one mind and heart with God and let God align everything with what he is doing. And just tell God, you know what, my mind is fuzzy, I'm confused, and, and just start repenting and, and, you know, cry out to God, and, and he, will, he will help you. And just don't do nothing. You know, the best thing, get quiet before the Lord. We're not quiet. When your brain is, is tabulating everything, if that's a word, you're not quiet before God. Amen? So go to God not wanting anything, just to be quiet. Amen? And uh, allow yourself to hear. You don't hear because you don't allow yourself to hear. Amen? Just get quiet before the Lord, but stay in the word. Don't turn that TV on. Stay in the word. And he will speak to you. Amen. Hallelujah. God will reassure you that it's already spoken and it's already done. And we will see it. God does everything. You know, in these dry places or whatever you want to call them, when you're going through the process because it's necessary, God will do everything he can do to encourage you on this road. Amen. He always does. Sometimes we're so angry about the process or where we are because we're judging ourselves. Don't do that. Condemnation comes in. And even if it's not condemnation, you know, there's something in your mind to tell you, I should be further along than I am. Or the devil will remind you of all the years you wasted. Just tell him it wasn't your years I wasted. So what's the big deal? Amen. Because God will redeem the time. He'll give you back whatever the devil stole. And see, the devil takes a crack across his head for that too. Anyway, all the time that you wasted, the devil's got to take a crack for it. So just tell the devil, you're going to pay for that, not me. Amen, because I was somewhere listening to you. (laughs) Amen. So anyway, God will reassure you. And he will, uh, let's see, where was that? He'll reassure you that what he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. Even if he have to, um, you know, you pass somebody looking at a truck and you read something. It's a signal from God. I remember back in the early days when we were learning how to stand for marriage. Remember those marriage trucks? Covenant transport. And and I would see them everywhere. And I sometimes I would say, I know, God, I know. You know, I don't want to see another truck because I already know I got that settled in my heart, you know. And so God will do these things for you. I mean, is he always encourages us. He does that along the way. He never leaves you out there with nothing. He just don't do that. Amen. So don't forget about the covenant. He has a covenant with you. And he does not break covenant. 
Never, ever, ever. Because that covenant is sealed in blood, an oath and a promise. And he never breaks covenant. So it's always something to encourage you. Amen. To, and to reassure you that what God says he's going to do, the promise is still good. It's, this is what I like about God. It's never too late. Never too late. Leave the doubters and the critics alone. Cut yourself off from them, which most of, a lot of you not going to do. But smart people, cut it off. Because all that negativity you think is not hurting you, it's, it's getting on your soul. Making your soul alive again. And then when you least expect it, you saying something dumb or, you know, whatever, acting out in some kind of way, and you wonder where that come from. It comes from that stuff you've been listening to. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. Amen. It'll mess you up. Oh, I thought you had your hand up. Oh, that's okay. I thought you was giving me the five-minute. It's like I wish I did have that five-minute thing. <laughs> but no, I got time. How much time I got, Miss Maestro? See there? I got a lot of time. <laughs> And she think I believe that. I've been standing up here a long time. But it's okay. I'll keep going. So don't forget about the covenant that you have with God. You have a covenant with his word. You have a covenant with him. He's already said yes. And his word is is the guarantee. And so never, ever forget about the covenant. Because, see, this is why. Because the devil will try to snatch everything up from under you that he can Oh, well, she she's still believing. I done had her old friends call. I done had the, the, the new church be nasty, people be nasty. They still coming. I done had everything done. So I'm going to just lie about the covenant. See, you see, that's what he, he, I'm telling you, he got a list on you. He said, that didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work. Hmm. Somebody been breaking in them cars. We done seen that. They don't, we didn't, the devil is a liar. So that didn't work. I mean, whatever he could do to discourage you from either coming where you've been assigned or to give up on the promise. And that's what he wants to do. But you can pass any list that the devil puts you on. You already have passed it. Amen. Amen. And all you got to do is give him one. I refuse to listen to you. And when you resist the devil, the Bible says he must flee. The Bible says when Jesus gave us all of those examples, the devil left his presence. Every time he gave him the word, look, give the devil the word. He can't, He hates the word. He's allergic to the word. He's the opposite of the word. And he does not want the word to come to pass. And you look at all of these people. Who live without the Lord and you wonder, man, you know, they could do so much better. But they, he's got them brainwashed that you, this is your life. This is your future. You can't do any better. You know, he lied to a lot of people like that and it's sad. But you can do better and it's not your life. You know, Jesus came for the sinner and the saint. And he came to set the captives free. And, and it's just God has so much more for us. But you keep hanging in there, and you know when. And then when your ex boss call you, 
and say you stole some money from the company you used to work for. Don't fear. Just say you don't have no proof of that. And anyway, that's not me. The girl you're looking for, she's not here anymore. That's not me. <laughs> it's like, and you hang the phone up. You say, did I steal that money? Maybe I did, but they don't have nothing on you. Just an act, another accusation they can't prove. Amen. Oh, that girl, she ain't here no more. That's not me. So this is just the stuff you have to face. And it's good stuff because God is, you know, and then you feel bad because you say, well, I really did take the money. Well, they don't have any. See, that girl died. Amen. Hallelujah. So get hip to that. I remember somebody went to court and he said, but I did it. We kept telling him, but God forgave you. But see, I did it just in the flesh and, and, and religious. And so he went on and we couldn't, we didn't want to tell him to lie. So we said, well, you do whatever you have to do. When he went to court, he did tell uh, the judge, he said, well, I did do that back then. He said, but I ain't know no better. He said, I know the Lord now. Which was, and he looked into the, but he told him, okay. And so that, but see, God, well, he, he plead the, he lawyered up. He lawyered up. And so, but God did that just to show him when I, when I'm for you, who can be against you? Amen. But I learned from that. I said, "Mm -mm. something old come up. You, that one, you. Amen. That was, that was that other girl. Amen. So believe that what he has said and make the devil's voice shut. Just shut him down. Make him shut up. Because I'm telling you, he'll try to make you turn your own self in. He don't care. He just want to stop you from getting any further in God. Refute all reasoning and high-mindedness, which leads to your defeat. Never let those those thoughts, you know. Just always walk humble. Take the low road all the time. Humble yourself. Don't ever take the high road. Leads to destruction. Amen. Always take the low road or the narrow road. But stay humble. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. So the greater one lives in us. And he who is greater is in you. Because we're overcomers. So now if the greater one is in us and we're overcomers, then you don't have to submit to all of that stuff that the devil tells you because you're in a higher place. Does that make sense? It's like you don't have to listen to the devil that tells you, see, I know what you did 10 years ago or five years ago. You don't have to submit to that because the greater one lives in you now. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's not you anymore. You don't have to submit to that. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 John 4. I'm almost finished. 1 John 4. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. I know you're back here. Yeah. 1 John 4, verse 4. And it says, and you are of God, little children. See, this is what we need to get straight. Get it straight in your heart and in your mind. 
You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. See, the person that's trying to, or I should say the enmity, that's trying to speak it to your mind, trick you into thinking wrong or saying wrong things, the greater, it's something greater living in you, and this is why you don't have to fall for that. All you got to do is tell the devil to shut up and leave you alone because you have the authority in this situation. You don't have to. The devil can't force you to listen to him. You do it by your own will. Amen. Well, it's mighty quiet in here. But you are of God. You are not of the devil. And you are an overcomer because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The devil is of the world. Amen. And Christ is in you and he's the hope. Never lose hope as long as you are who you are. And you will be who you are because that's who God made you to be. They are of the world. I'm in verse 5. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. See, they speak the same language. But you don't speak the the devil's language. You don't speak the world's language. So when the devil starts talking to you, you rebuke him because the greater one lives in you. Amen. Verse 6 says, we are of God. And he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Because there's a lot of people who say they're Christians and they go to church every Sunday, but they're living out of that error, that spirit of error. They disagree, you know, and they don't believe the word. And so what you have to do is find your place in the body of Christ and don't let anybody upseat you or let tell you that you are not who you are because you are, you know, you're a child of God. Amen. You're of of the uh, overcoming power. And we are an overcoming company of people who have the anointing on us. We're an overcoming company. And the world is waiting to hear from all of us. You have something to say. Amen. First John 5. Let's flip over. First John 5, 4. Let's see, we were in 4. 5 verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So see, you don't even have to wonder if you're an overcomer. You can just go around telling people, yeah, I'm an overcomer. You don't have to prove it because you already got the proof. The proof is in the word. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. You're sure not a part of the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? You are an overcomer. Amen. And that word uh, victory means Nike. Amen. Hallelujah. It, it means to broaden, to not to limit God or to, you know, just do it. There's nothing that you can't do. Nothing is impossible for you to do. So do it. Amen. Hallelujah. So stop limiting your faith. You you are victorious in him and the greater one lives in you. Stop doubting that. 
Act like you believe the word. Act like you know who. See, this is why people don't have victory. Because they act like, they don't act like an overcomer. So in other words, they're not acting on this word that we just read. You gotta act on it. So if you are an overcomer, let's see, First John 4, because I'm looking right at it, verse 5 says, they are of the world. The, it says, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. It says, but you are of God. If you believe that, then act like it. Whatever this Bible says, you got to act like it. First uh, John 5. What we just read, I'll go back to four. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Act like it. That's you and that's me. It says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, your faith. So faith comes as you start to believe what this word is saying, acting like this Bible is true. And as you act it out and your mind will start to change, you start to think the right kind of thoughts. You'll start to do the things that God said were impossible. Well, not God, but you'll start to do what God told you to do, and you'll do what the world said was impossible. But it's possible with God. There is no limits on on what God can do. And you keep walking with him. It don't mean you're not going to make mistakes, and it doesn't mean you're perfect. But it means that you're going to do the best you can do. And when you mess up, repent and keep going. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The way you talk, the way you talk is the way you should act. Don't talk one way and act another. Amen. Both the way you act and the way you talk should line up with the word. In other words, when people listen to you talk, you ought to sound like a believer. Amen. And I don't mean you have to go around and correcting everybody. You know, there's people in the body of Christ, they've elected themselves to this position (laughs) self-appointed and what they do is they go around and listen where they can find a mistake in your talking now sometimes you play a little too much and i like to play don't get me wrong and then what they want to do is check you like who gonna check me boo but that's what they do they just stand around and some of them will even engage in conversation with you so they can check you. But see, you're not of the world. And nobody can check you. Amen. But a sister and brother in Christ. And we can check ourselves. Because the Bible says, if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. See, it's, this Bible is so full of you and me. And it protects us. And, and it keeps you guarded. It, it keeps you in the fold where the world can't hurt you. But if you're not smart and you don't know what the word says, then you can get hurt. But they can't, they cannot judge you. You judge yourself. The Bible says if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. Even God won't judge you. But he wants you to judge yourself. Most people don't want to do that because they don't want to admit what they do wrong. But I'd rather admit it to God than to judge. Yes, God, I, I messed up. I did that. I'm so sorry. If you take responsibility, this is what I call it, responsibility. But the Bible actually says to judge yourself. And if you judge yourself, then you will not be judged. And see, then the devil can't come and judge you either. Because he's going to always drag in at the 11th hour. 
or after midnight trying to judge you as something that you've already judged. And so if that happens, you tell the devil, oh, no, 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 uh-uh, that's, <laughs> I'm not guilty of that. I've already confessed that. I'm forgiven. So I don't know where you're going with that. And kick him out. So you got to know how to fight him. You fight him with the word. So stop limiting God. Amen. Act like you know, even if you don't. Amen. Then we have a song, Act Like You Know. Yeah, never let them see you sweat. So <laughs> act on the word of God. Act on what am I acting on? Act on what's already spoken, what's already promised. Act like you know you're going to get it. Why? Well, how can I do that? All you got to do is make a decision that this is real and it's not a bunch of lies. Once you make that decision, Give it some time, but double-mindedness would leave. Doubt and unbelief will leave. Confidence will come, and you'll start to see the manifestations of the promises of God. Amen? You you must act on the word because that's your faith. Amen? All right. Well, let's write this down. I have one scripture more. 2 Corinthians 4-7. Amen. And I think it says there's a, uh, a treasure, an earthen vessel. And, you know, we like that scripture. But what does it really mean? There's a treasure. That means that there's a treasure in me and you. And, you know, what? that treasure that's inside of every believer is the knowledge of him. That's the treasure. And Paul knew that was worth more than gold. Amen. And And so he treasured it because it was like gold, the knowledge of him. And that's the, the treasure in every earthen vessel. Amen. And it's the knowledge of Christ. And so that's the power until, unto salvation. It's the key to success. It's the power that the world needs. It's the knowledge that they need. They are waiting to know what we know. And so just read that, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. It keeps on going after 7, but read that and be happy. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you and we exalt you, Father God. We thank you and we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we will act out the word. We will act like we believe. We will talk like we believe. We will live by your word and be thankful and not be ashamed of your word, Lord. We won't be afraid to put you on front street because we know that we don't have to uphold you, you, but you can defend your own self and we'll put it out there and we will judge ourselves and study to show ourselves approved unto God. We thank and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and praise God.